Hey, it's episode 84 of the Ridleaf Retrocast. JD is back, that's me, with Tori. How you doing? I'm doing. And we, after a month, we have our prime suspect number one, Hickey, back. Finally. He's here to join the investigation. Join the investigation the... into Wait, seasonal anime. Inve- investigation? What What happened? What happened <laughs> one of, don't don't worry of, about it. <laughs> when, when did we become a, a generic anime detective club? Show? Always has been. Oh, no, we'll, we'll wait, never be a on. true club. Why, we don't have five Tori members. You're throwing dead memes at me. What is happening? I'm confused. Why? Because I why? always throw dead memes at people. Come on. Uh, okay, I might be on the, the wrong universe again. Uh, I'll have to go back a few a few more times in time. Where's my microwave? No. Hello. Tori, you sound like now. you're not in a bathroom anymore. Yeah, I uh, I got a couch again, so my room is uh, filled <laughs> up a little bit now, so I don't have the fucking uh, echo like crazy. That's great. That's good news. Hickey, what have you been up to over the past month? Watching some anime? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I actually caught up with the, with the summer season. Uh, Anything stick out to you? ReZero is actually very fun. I know. <laughs> I'm, because, like, probably because the the characters are changing so much that I don't I don't need you concentrate into Subaru being a retard. Although every time he's like, "No, it's okay, leave to me." He's like, "Okay, he's chill. I'm gonna talk to this person, and I'll be chill, and everything will be okay." He's like, "Oh, good." And the first thing he does is start crying, pissing himself, and just screaming in in autistic. Jones, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember why I don't like the show now. Uh, I say those things. It's funny. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned that. I actually, in between the podcast here, watched all of the first season of ReZero Finally, yeah, I fucking hate the main character so much. Oh yeah, no, like I remember like having discussions about him because like everyone's like, oh no, he's going through a lot, you know. Uh, it's understandable. If you watch one of the the cool things about ReZero is that you can only watch the successful runs. So like it it cuts in in it's like uh, one quarter of the episodes, and you see basically what everyone else is seeing. So it's right. a, it's a very interesting character progression to Subaru, like uh, as crazy as he he goes by. So it's quite interesting, but he's still a dick. I don't think. Uh, the excuse of oh he's going out through a lot because he keeps dying and and reviving, going through all those strategies, and he's a normal human being, is valid because the problem with Subaru is he doesn't learn. <laughs> he he keeps like doing the same things like oh finally I cracked the code, I survived, and I I I got a new checkpoint. I'm gonna do the same dumb shit again. Right. Uh, why would you? What, what I don't. Why would what, you do what, that? <laughs> what threw What threw me off is the successful runs of him finally surviving and getting to the save point. Like it all takes place in what three days or something. Mm-hmm. Usually. Yeah. yeah, and if you put the successful ones together, it's all the ones where he breaks down mentally right in front of all the people, mm-hmm. his supporting characters, and they just. Like he should, he comes across to me as a crazy guy. 
That's, 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 really that's the interesting yes. part. Yeah, that's the interesting part of watching only the the successful runs. Like once problem, since you though, finished is... it, you could you you could go back and just watch the successful ones, and see because there was uh, in this one there's the. I think he's talking to to Emilia. She's in bed, and he just goes crazy, and she's like, "Why are you doing that?" And he's like, "You don't understand me. You don't understand what I'm going through." <laughs> yeah, and then she leaves. I'm like, "Yeah, because you're crazy." Yeah, like, but from the you need to from the outside perspective. Yeah. I, I I look. I get it. He's supposed to be. You're supposed to sympathize with the character because of what he's going through and ev- and everything. But I can't help but but notice that in everyone else's eyes. They see him as good God crazy. Yeah, because that's you know, the point. I, because they don't know. I, yeah, they don't know that he. I think I know that's the point. But they don't look at him really that way. They they they, they can't look at him that him. way. No, I mean they do sympathize with him at points. But again, when he goes too far, he doesn't get sympathy points. He gets sympathy points from uh, Rem, mostly. Uh, that's that's where most of that comes from. But he is on multiple times. Uh, you'll see that as well in the second season. He is uh, getting to a point where, by a lot of people, he's actually viewed as dangerous. So it's like his behavior yeah, kind of he, takes he a, smells. He yeah, smells bad. That's yes. his, like, yeah. no, no, I know, but it also takes a toll on other people the way he acts because, again, they have no idea what's going on, and he can't tell them because if he tells them, well, then he dies, and everything has to repeat again. I think. Yes, I don't think Subaru is the most likable guy, but in the end, at the end of the day, I still like what they're doing with this character and how how that affects um, how that affects him. He is not; he has no powers. He, he just doesn't die, and yeah, he, he can be frustrating to watch in the sense that literally his answer to everything is just bang his head against the wall until something works. But it's not really like he can yeah. do much yeah. else, anyways. It would be weird well, for him to suddenly grow a brain with with that part. My problem is like, okay, I went there. I was a dick to this person. It was wrong. Nah. In this run, I'm going there and I'm going to be a dick to that person again and see if something changes. And then he, he works something out and he's like, okay, new checkpoint. Everything is okay. Okay, I survived. Now I'm going to be a dick to the same person I was a dick. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> that's who he is. Rinse and repeat. Yeah, yeah, I, I what, just, I, what I found myself I going cannot. through as I was watching it Especially yeah, I, when I got... he, he the, the the scene where he tried to to threaten Krush with a fucking fork spoon. <laughs> oh man, I was like, oh man, you you're such a pathetic character. <laughs> Holy shit! Well, the problem I found myself going through as as I was watching it, it it hit me on three separate occasions where uh, it was a third of the way through, halfway through, and kind of near the end was I'm not really having like it's not fun to watch I'm just watching this character freak out a lot and go through these crazy emotional downs without the without the ups and if there is ever an up it's a kind of a tropey anime thing so I just didn't really find myself having having that fun watching it although I do find the world and some of the outside characters and and the progression of the the story quite interesting it's just not that fun, so I don't really think I'm gonna watch the second season. I don't know. You should you should watch the second season. Honestly, it is entertaining. Uh, it's not that fun, but it it is entertaining, and you get well, I, a, I want you to get have a lot fun. of answers. <laughs> you get you get the honestly the the best characters, I guess. Mm. The the well, problem with the second season is 
you you have to watch the first season again but the director's cut no that's what i watched oh that's oh that's better you need to you can go and watch the second season it's far more interesting and entertaining especially because you have the the witches you finally see them you have some some answers it's quite good actually it's better than the first season so Definitely give it a, a watch. Subaru is not uh, that annoying maybe, on the second maybe season. Maybe I will. That's what everyone There's, keeps saying. Yeah, no. There's not a lot of opportunity for Subaru to be an annoying character. I mean, there is, but, you know, shit is happening. Shit's going yeah. on, and uh, there are more more stuff uh, in, the, in the works right now, and I, I appreciate it. I like, uh, I like ReZero quite a lot, and I genuinely think that the second season just does better on a lot of accounts, so... I can see myself enjoying it. I still need to catch up on it, though, because, you know, <laughs> I'm still way behind on everything. Way behind on everything. Uh, so, I've been kind of playing catch-up as well, just in that good anime mood finally again. Oh, lucky and you. Yeah, 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 lucky me. I finished, uh, I finished the first season of Tower of God, finally. That was quite enjoyable. I love the point in which they, uh, they stopped season one, that, that point of, uh, the time skip, basically. Mm. So that was that's really cool. Uh, Tower of God was very enjoyable. Um, I also ReZero was one of them. Uh, I finished. I also finished something else. Sure you did. Um, well, obviously the anime from today. Uh, I'm about halfway through My Hero Academia season four, which has been quite enjoyable. Something's a bit off, though, in the show. I feel like something's missing in this season compared to the first three. Uh, just kind of feels like the running in place kind of deal. Uh, I just, yeah. I'm, I'm halfway through the uh, uh, chasing after the mob boss, the y- yakuza guy. Hmm. Uh, so haven't quite gotten to that second half. Maybe things pick up. I kind of expect them to. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, to be perfectly no. honest. No, Never. like, the Mafia boss is supposed to be, like, one of the final uh, big things, and then they kind of, you start to, you pick up on a uh, minor villain, which, you know, he has a little bit of an interesting story, like, at the end, but for most of his kind of time in the show, it's like, he's <sighs> just kind of that silly, like, small-time villain who does bad kind of bad right but it's like okay it's not this i don't know i i don't understand why he decided to write an entire arc on that i feel like that was like i feel it's the epitome of like you know a one-off like uh comedy episode almost but it turned it into an entire thing it's like why Hmm. why would you do that but I guess he ran out of ideas, and he's like, "Shit, I need to think of something." Stall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, before before I got to the actual uh, fighting and everything, it started out really slow, which I wasn't expecting. It was it was kind mean? of a lot of downtime, and I was like, mm, <laughs> "That's been like guys, the number one up. complaint complaint the entire time." <laughs> the show's okay, good. Slow. Uh, it's not just me then. Uh, I'm surprisingly enjoying Decadence. I'm, I, I only have two episodes left of, left of that. That's uh, that's a, that's an anime that is just I have fun watching it, which I really needed after watching ReZero. ReZero's fun. Yeah, it, it I took, me, it took me a few 
tries to understand what was going on in Decadence. I was like, <laughs> sure. oh, I see. After after the fourth time watching the first four episodes, it's like, ah, oh, I see, I understand now. Oh, it didn't hit you right away? <laughs> no, probably... I don't know, maybe because lost in translation, I guess. Yeah, maybe. I was more paying attention to the Japanese than the the subtitles, and I was like, mm, mm, mm. Like, okay. okay. It's all a game, but not. <laughs> it, it's, yeah, it's... Mm. Nah. Like, how the fuck do you have... What are the things, then? What? <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, I had a lot of fun. I watched the... Um... I was like, I'm going to catch up on anime. So then I was like, nah, you know, fuck that. I'm watching Loop on the 3rd, the 1st, the new CG uh, CG movie from 2019. And man, I love I love that movie. <laughs> that was really good. Yeah, it was. I was curious to see how the CG was going to be. And, uh, you know, CG is actually really good. It's a little bit like uh, gooey and it's definitely like very Pixar inspired. But god damn it. I love how like it does so well for the like uh for Lupin and the gang because they're like you know, they're they're allowed to do like a lot more expressive uh movements and stuff like that and facial expressions and just a whole bunch of stuff and I absolutely love that and uh they just they went back, it's not a modern Lupin, so it's like uh the movie starts out in like World War Two, uh, Nazi occupied France, and then uh we get some, oh, that's uh, cool. yeah, and then we get some uh, stuff there, and then they skip, uh, do like a time skip, twenty years uh, forward in time, so like France, circa nineteen sixty, right around there, and uh, that's when we meet up with Lupin and the gang as they're trying to steal this diary from a um, renowned uh, archaeologist, Professor Benson, uh, or Besson, sorry, Professor Besson, from, uh, who is said to have a diary with a uh, huge treasure in. And, you know, you know Lupin, he wants that treasure. Of course he does. Yeah. He's got to steal it. Yep, and that's what he <laughs> attempts to do. But there's somebody else who's trying to steal it as well. Uh, a girl who was trying to steal it, as well as Fujiko, who was working with the Nazis. <laughs> ah, you know. <laughs> classic Lupin. Uh, and then there's just 100% like... 100% classic Lupin. Yeah, and then we see from the Nazi side, and it's like, why are you doing this? We're trying to resurrect the Third Reich. And it's like, okay, what for? Well, because... Remember those rumors about Hitler fleeing to South America, to Brazil, and still being alive? Well, look at this picture. He's still alive. And it's like, oh, my God. Oh, they're doing the thing. <laughs> this is Lupa like I remember. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yes. Like the first time I saw it in 1964. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I, no, I, love that. I love that they decided to go that route. It's silly, but I love it. I had so much fun. And there's so much, like, the fucking the effects work, like big explosions and shit like that the way they made dust move around as well and that stuff and it's just there's so much there's so much eye candy from that uh, that uh, movie despite the fact that it's cg so i i had a got a great time well you're making a uh youtube video over it right i am i uh <laughs> i basically started writing the script the moment i finished watching the video i was like yep nope i know what i'm doing now <laughs> And what is what is the name of that YouTube channel for new listeners? That YouTube channel is called Anime Top Scholar. There you go. Go check that out, everybody. Look forward to Tori's videos. They're very fun. They are very fun. He says humbly. <laughs> uh. Not to be biased in anything. No, 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 no. I'm never biased. I just speak the truth. <laughs> oh, you got to be careful with that. 
people don't like to hear the truth sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that's too bad. <laughs> okay, well, Hickey, do you have uh, anything else you'd like to catch us up on, or shall we move on? No, we can move on. All right, I will play the Lupin drop. I haven't played that in a while, and we have a uh, special segment here that we totally, totally planned. Didn't uh, come up with it right before the podcast. Yes, so, new season is upon us already. How about that? Yes, absolutely, I'm totally ready for a new season. Yes, we are all <laughs> ready for a new season, because we've been <laughs> been on top of things for seasonal anime. But first, we have our moving bar that we uh, didn't forget about this time at the last second. <laughs> it is, uh, so, These the way the moving bar works is, of course, to anime we can review in the future, and it's from, uh, the, the rule is 15 years minimum from today's date. Season. And we basically go by, yeah, we basically go by season. And in this case, now the fall 2005 season and back uh, qualifies. And just right quick, some anime that we can finally cover. Uh, Mushishi uh, pops up <laughs> right away from Hickey and I. Uh, Blood Plus, I know a lot of people like that. I personally did not. Um, <laughs> Shakugan no Shan, that's one Tor- that people like. Shakugan no Shan, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's one. Uh, Tori's favorite anime, Are the Animation, finally qualifies. Yeah, okay. I, th- I thought you were going to uh, talk about another one that I don't like. <laughs> uh, what is that? Is that, uh, is that Hickey's uh, favorite one, Two Heart? Season 2? That too. No, it's, it's obviously Jigoku Shoujo. <laughs> that, that's the one. That's the one. I did talk yeah. about that one. Well, the second season of that on the podcast, and... Uh, yeah, I mean, if you want us to talk about it, then uh, we can. I've already seen it, so I don't have to watch it again, no, thankfully. <laughs> I've watched Jigoku Shoujo four times. Like, Why do you do this to yourself? One. Is that Hellgirl? I that I, is Hellgirl. I, like, I like the first season. It is Hellgirl. Karin is elected to, to review as well. That is a interesting show. Uh, it looks like kind of pornish. I don't know. No. What? Oh, it's a vampire show. I was just yeah. looking at the picture, and she looks very, uh, I don't know how to, just, blushy? Let's let's go with that. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh, Rosen Maiden sure. as well. New season of Rosen Maiden. It's fun. It's mostly very generic 2000, but... No way. Never. Uh, the spinoff of City Hunter... Uh, speaks to me. That's Angel Heart, TMS Entertainment. Fifty episodes, though. So. It is. Uh, we'd probably have to keep going a little bit with uh, City Hunter before that one because it's a spinoff of City Hunter Three. I'm pretty sure. Ah, uh, okay. Like it takes place after the events of City Hunter Three. So, uh, yeah. So you know, unless you want some stuff that happens later in the series spoiled for you, then we should do more City Hunter before we get there. Gotcha. Okay. Um, what is Noine? I mentioned this before the podcast. That seems to be a very popular one. There was a show in 2005 about a, a Japanese woman with a Canadian spirit haunting her. I have no idea what the fuck Excuse you're talking me? about, JD, because I don't even see it. <laughs> Noine. N-O-E-I-N. It's by Studio Satellite. Oh, there it is. It pops up a lot 
just in in general, at least in my circle, and I don't know what to make of it. I have so. no idea. I've never heard of it before. Yeah, I've heard of it before, but anyways. Oh, oh, I I know, I know this one. You do know, okay. Yeah, right. This one. Good radio. <laughs> I know what this is. All right, what is it? I don't worry about it. <laughs> Uh, Alright, so those are some anime that we can uh, now do, but the real reason why we're here is the fall 2020 season is upon us, and we each have picked, uh, I suppose, two or three shows that we're looking forward to, and uh, we'll kind of give our impressions on. Yeah, and before Maybe, you go perhaps. there, uh, we can, from the moving bar, we can also do Akagi. I just realized that show's there. For those of you that like uh, Ultimate Survivor Kaiji, it's by the, by the same guy. Oh, that show, <laughs> yes. Yes, you're you're right, Tori. So, um, Hickey, why don't you go first for the fall 2020 season? Uh, <laughs> okay. I know you've prepared so much. Yes, okay. uh, yes. I'll go with with Taiso Zamurai from Mappa. It's on. It's set in in 2002, which is interesting. I thought it was. Uh, at least 2019, because it's about gymnastics and a g- former Japanese representative, uh, Shotaro Araki, who devoted... It's basically a, a former gymnastic guy with a... He, he got an encounter with something, which I believe... taking his frustration out on the students, beating them? It's MAPA. It happens. <laughs> And I think he he found a little girl and he changed his. Okay, that sounded. Uh, <laughs> he he found a friend and it changed his life. But it's it's Mappa and it's about gymnastics. Both things I really like, so I look forward to that one. Okay. Tori, why don't you go next? Sure, mine's easy. The first one is uh, Haikyuu to the top two. Just a second core of Haikyuu to the top, which is the last, last season of Haikyuu. Haikyuu's above volleyball. And boys playing it's volleyball. the last season of Haikyuu? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It finishes the whole thing? I'm pretty sure. I think so. Oh, shit. Haikyuu ended, didn't it? Yeah, it did end. Yeah. Uh, yeah how about that? Manga. So, uh, yeah, nah, you know. <laughs> if you don't know what Haikyuu is at this point, then uh, I don't know what to tell you. It's above volleyball. When boys playing volleyball. And they're going to play volleyball real good. To try to be the best. In high school, of course. Because that that's important. Not the best in the world. Nobody wants to be the best in the world. Just best in high school. It's pretty good. Right. enough. <laughs> what do you want me to say? It's haiku. <laughs> More haiku volleyball. Haiku. Uh, Alright. Uh, I'm looking forward to this anime called Sorcery Fight. By, also by Studio Mappa. It's... Um, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a lot of uh, a lot of fighting with uh, sorcery powers, and the uh, let's see the no synopsis way. from yes the synopsis from my anime list is in a world where demons feed on unsuspecting humans, fragments of the legendary and feared demon Ryomen Sukuna were lost and scattered about. Should any demon consume these body parts, uh, the power they gain could destroy the world as we know it. Luckily, there exists a mysterious school of sorcerers to protect such an existence. And uh, then it goes on. 
Yuji is the high schooler who spends his days visiting his grandfather. Although he looks like your average teenager, his immense physical strength is something to behold. Every sports club wants him, wants him, but Itadori would rather hang it. Hang out with the occult club. One day the club manages to get their hands on a seal-cursed object. Little do they know the tear they'll unleash when they break the seal. So it kind of comes across to me as uh, this one dude who's going to protect and then he will slowly get a band of other characters that will uh, fight demons. So could be something I'm into. It's by MAPPA, so, you know, I don't... It could be, uh, it could be, I expect it to be animated pretty well. Uh, who's the director on this? Sung Hoo Park. Ooh, all right. This sounds like he's from South Korea. Uh, he is, correct. Yes, he's, uh, he's, he's done the, uh, the Gauro stuff. He's done Blade and Soul, so that's very Korean. <laughs> it is. No, he's, uh, he's a big action guy, if I'm not mistaken. If it's yeah, the right animator. guy. Yes, he is. Yeah. So yeah, I'm looking looking forward to this one. Hickey, number two. Uh, let me take a look professionally okay, at the list. Off. You have already picked <laughs> two. I know it. You said it before the podcast. Yes, you freaked out over one. Yes, idol show. Uh, it's <laughs> Fruit Tart. It's an idol show. It's a Cinderella Project idol show, which is really good. Basically, a bunch of girls move in a dorm. Uh, basically, to it's a dorm for drop i uh, drop out idols. So basically, former basically your dorm and fucking uh, Starlight Stage. Got up, it. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Okay, they they will be used one day. They're just on vacations. So yeah, basically, former entertainers they go there. Unfortunately, the dorm is demolished because of a huge debt it has. So in order to pay the debt, the the girls form a an idol unit. That's basically it. Gonna be fun. If you say idols so. and low and sharks. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. All right, Tori, save save us. All right. So let me take you back to a time. I don't remember when this was set, and it doesn't say in the synopsis. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. All right. Anyways, if you remember, there was a visual novel, an adaptation of a visual novel, way back. And that adaptation was called Higurashi no Nakukoro ni. Ah, yes, good choice. And now it is coming back in 2020 by Studio Passione. And the synopsis says, New kid Keiichi Maebara is setting into his new home of, peacemo- of peaceful Hinamisawa village. Making quick friends with the girls from his school, he's arrived in time for the big festival of the year. But something about this isolated town seems off, and his feelings of dread mm. continue to grow, with a gnawing fear that he's right. What dark secrets could this small community be hiding? And uh, yeah, it's um, it's kind of a mixture of like uh, thriller, horrorish, uh, with a little bit of a mystery thing going on. And uh, I really like Igurashi, like a lot, and I've been wanting to rewatch it. But now I don't have to, because Pashone is bringing it back, and uh, I am a little bit worried, I'm not gonna lie, because so far what I've seen of the promotional material that they've put out, I am... People often Mm -hmm. give Dean shit for what they did to, like, the weird faces of the characters, but 
I don't know. I like it. I like the way they decided sure. to go about that. I think it's very expressive. And so far, I am getting a. I'm a little bit worried that they might not actually manage to nail, nail the tone here. Uh, Passiones, they can do good, but they also have a kind of bad track record of uh, a lot of stuff. Like obviously, um, what was it I was thinking? <laughs> yeah, Island of Giant Insects. That's not the one I'm thinking of. But like, yeah, High School DxD Hero. Uh, stuff like that, Rock on Ayusha, Rail Wars, which is awesome, but, you right. know. Uh, so, I don't know, I, but they also did issues of reviewers, so they can do good. I just, I don't know, they're a bit of a mixed bag for me, personally. So, yeah, I don't know, I don't know what to, uh, what to think, but uh, I'm still looking forward to it. Hopefully it's going to be good. And yeah, I, I just... Figurashi so Figurashi's very good to me. Uh, was very good to me back when I watched it, which is forever ago now. So it's gonna be interesting to see it again in a new light, not by Dean. Is it just a straight remake? Do you know? Uh, or is it a retelling? Or I think it's just a straight remake, but I don't okay. know. I don't know much about it. It's so, an opportunity to watch uh, it again, basically. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't really see what else they would do. The uh, visual novel was. Uh, yeah, the visual novel was finished before they finished the uh, second season of uh, of Higurashi back in the day, so I I don't think there should be anything different, unless of course they decide to make everything different, and I don't know if I want that. I'm sure some people do, because I know some people had problems with the ending of the original Higurashi, but eh, nah, I hope, I hope they don't change anything. <laughs> I know, right. I don't know, I... Mm. I have mixed feelings about this one, honestly. Do you now? I do, I do. It's Passione. It's the, the one character design who does everything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. Alright, so... The second one I'm going to do impressions on is, uh, I, I don't, I, I think if you know me and you're a long listener of the podcast and you know what I like, or at least you know what I'm interested in, uh, this shouldn't be a surprise. It is Yasuhime Princess Half Demon. Now, why did it, why this one? Well, it is a continuation of Inuyasha with the daughters of Sashomaru and Inuyasha. And uh, it's just kind of their adventure um, going uh, in between the worlds. Uh, it's I guess it has kind of a modern-day spin on the Inuyasha story, I guess, with, the, uh, with the, all the siblings of the characters. So hopefully, uh, hopefully it maintains the same spirit as the Inuyasha series had. The worry I have is it becomes another shitty Boruto-type show. Where they just go about their business eating hamburgers and bitching about their parents. I really hope it's not that. I hope it really focuses on the new characters rather than the old. Uh, I ha- I, <laughs> my hopes aren't incredibly high, but it's something I'm going to check out and, of course, give my impressions on. So, yes, Yasuhime Princess Half Demon. Nice. I should yes. talk about another one. Um, you should. But I'll just highlight that. The final season, Strike Witches. Strike Witches Road to Building is coming. I've waited for so long for this show. I am I am extremely happy about it. 
although the dates are wrong the show says it's 1945 to mimic world war ii but actually in the story i think it, it's in the it's the 19 almost 1950s uh road to berlin should take place but that's okay uh the other thing is uh there's a lot of uh, old germans <laughs> in this season that you guys are looking forward to for those who Tor- care a, a new love live is coming out from sunrise but <sighs> it's like the 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 synopsis is just like it, the same as the others but instead of the school is going to be abolished it's just a club this time so a little bit of a re <laughs> ah yes of okay. course <laughs> Tori? yeah sure alright so why not? yeah why not so the last one I'd like to highlight is um yeah sure we'll do uh, Ikebukuro Westgate Park uh, which is by Doga Kobo so it's based on a series of urban mystery novels. Crime-ridden Ikebukuro is a haven for violent gangs, the Yakuza, and uh, the home, and home to Makoto Majima. To protect his friends, this charismatic troubleshooter mediates disputes among the warring factions, even fixing problems the police can't. But when a rising tide of violence results in Makoto losing a loved one, can he ride out the storm? Or will he? Or will he drown in all the spilled blood that floods his streets? Mm, yes. Yeah. I mean, I don't really have much to say here. It's a, uh, it's a mystery kind of, it's just drama, mystery, romance. So we'll see, <laughs> we'll see how that works out. But uh, I don't know. Dogokobo does mostly shows that I'm not interested in. Yeah. But whenever neither. I watch a Dogokobo <laughs> show, whenever they do actually make something I'm interested in, I do generally end up liking it. So. Yeah, sure, why not? This is a mystery. I like mysteries. Let's see what they got. It could be interesting. Uh, I just want to point out that the uh, the letters for the show spell out IWGP, mm-hmm. which is uh, which are the titles in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Just want to, just want to throw that out there. Yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> it's a Kibukuro Westgate Park. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I got a lot of choices here. And I could pick, you know, hmm. Do I? Hmm. No. Assault Lily Bouquet from Studio Shaft. Girls with Guns. Because Girls it's, with Guns. It's a Bushy Road upcoming g- g- mobile game. Yeah. Did you oh, say Bushy what? Road? Bushy Road. Yeah. Did you know that's also the owners of New Japan Pro Wrestling? Shock horror. <laughs> yes, because the the New Japan wrestlers often do promotional videos for Bushiro. Yes, Road they stuff. do. <laughs> uh, see, everything comes full circle, Tori. You just don't even know it. <laughs> More like I don't care. <laughs> it's Studio Shaft. Uh, it's it's hit and miss. I hope it's a hit. Uh, I'm taking kind of. I, I, for the impressions, I'm taking kind of risks this this next season. Uh, will they become uh, uh, shows we review? There's a lot of other choices from the the season uh, to go through. So, but yeah, Assault Lily Bouquet. Uh, creatures known as Huge are invading. It's a war. It's girls with weapons called charms. Uh, then they go blow shit up and they fight uh, something called lilies or something or another. So it's girls with guns and academy stuff. I expect wacky animation as usual from Shaft. Uh, hopefully it's good. Taking a risk. The uh, the layup of the season I know I'll enjoy is the third season of 
of of uh, uh, Don Machi. I think that's probably a layup for me personally. Uh, Noblesse is making is finally getting an anime adaptation. So again, your, uh, <laughs> again, hopefully this time it's good. Uh, let's see. If you're into Sherlock Holmes stuff, there's uh, Moriarty. That's uh, that's coming out. Hmm. Uh, I don't. It's by production IG, so it flip a coin <laughs> on if it's gonna be any good. Uh, Sport climbing girls, Tori. You uh, made sure to point this one out. Uh, that's right. Yeah, Rip girls sure doing climbing. Watch it. Of course he is. <laughs> I cannot wait. Uh, what else we got here? A Dragon Quest anime. It looks like it's gonna be based on the fifth game, which is something I really like. It's by Toei Animation, so I pr- I'm probably going to check it out, uh, to be honest. Um, Is there anything else? There's a lot from the season. Mm-hmm. There's a uh, uh, there's a new movie coming out. A Well, a new movie, a sequel movie, if you will, to, uh, where is it? Uh, Space Battleship Yamato 2205 is coming oh, out. Cool. So, uh, yeah, if anybody's keeping up with that. The uh, the remake of uh, I've only watched twenty one ninety nine so far. The remake of the first uh, Space Battleship Yamato, which we have covered on the podcast, and yes, uh, that was really good. So you know, now there's even more to watch. Like there was, uh, yeah, there was twenty two o two, and now twenty two o five will be a sequel to that. Always down for more Yamato. There's a lot of ONAs coming out. It seems like they're all coming from China. Yeah, Tiang Tiang Guachi Fu Moduze. Shi Yang Ang Ming Yu Ji Singu Jingju. Just all that? like that, we got canceled. <laughs> oh, that one got canceled. Okay. <laughs> no, we got canceled. Oh, we got canceled. That's right. I probably said something horrible in Chinese by accident. Probably. <laughs> Just trying to pronounce it. <laughs> probably. Oh, man. No, it's fine. It's fine. Thank you, Hickey. As long as I'm forgiven. <laughs> I hope I got the cadence of the words right, at least. That'd be funny if I got it. Anyways, so those, that's the fall season. Uh, hit us up on Twitter, at BullyingJD, uh, Top Scholar, Hickey, Mightiest of Hickey, Mighty Hickey. Mighty Hickey. You're just Mighty Hickey on Twitter. It always throws me off. Yeah, it's just the name. Yeah. So hit us up all on Twitter of what you're looking forward to the next season. Perhaps you, uh, you're you going to get one of your anime reviewed by us. Hooray in the future. I'm sure people are super excited about it. Yeah. Dude, Tori, you have no idea. <laughs> Tell us what, what is your favorite anime from the next season, and in 15 years, we sure will cover it. That's no, right. we're, we're, we're going to be good about this, because I will be given a Decadence review uh, at the end of the season, and most likely a Fire Force season two. But that that's 24 episodes, so it would be kind of going into the next one, actually. So... Uh, Definitely getting at least a decadence review out of me. <laughs> Not about you guys. I don't know about me either. <laughs> okay. Well, whatever I watch. All right, I shall play the music drop. We can get to our anime to review. What are we feeling like? Uh, three, two, one, let's jam. I think we're feeling that. Okay, three, two, one, let's jam. Alrighty, our anime up for review, and if you've seen the title, you already know what it's going to be. It is Birdie the Mighty. 
Nice little uh, OVA from the mid-90s. It came out in 1996. Mm-hmm. So pull up. Yes. Yes, 1996. Uh, and it ran uh, all four episodes till February 97. The synopsis is as follows. It's by Studio Madhouse. All, tutu- all uh, Tsutsumu used to care about was studying for his upcoming high school entrance exam. That is, until a series of events led to him led him to Birdie, a hot-headed Federation officer alien chick. Now, not only do Birdie and Tsutsumu have to work together to defeat Cristela Revy and her evil plans, they have to share the same body while doing it. Yeah. Your synopsis. Mm. Who's the director for the show? Webish, uh, Webish Ultraman. <laughs> Yoshiaki Kawajiri directed it. Oh yeah, kinda. Yeah, you're right. Um Yoshiaki Kawajiri, yes. Uh oh. Okay. It's kind of an old school kind of guy. He does uh he did Biohunter. Mm-hmm. Key animation on Biohunter, okay. Yep. Uh, a lot of storyboard on Chihai Afru, that's kind of out there. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Ninja scroll. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in between animation on Ashtono Joe, Midnight I Goku. Yeah, key animation on Metropolis. That's really cool. Yeah, Midnight I Goku director. Ah, oh, there we go. It's all we we got him. <laughs> He's back. Okay. Uh, so basically the show starts out uh with um our goofy middle school guy. He uh he accidentally. Gets caught up in between Birdie chasing a robot alien of sorts. And uh, she accidentally electrocutes this dude to death. And then uh, Birdie and the, I guess, director of the interplanetary police force kind of goes, We know, okay, we know how to save them. We will basically merge your cellular structures together. So they're two people in one body, but the body can freely change in between the two people. So, hopefully that makes sense to you. And kind of goes just episode to episode of... Builds up to a fight scene, whether it's against robots. Kind of learn a little bit about Birdie's past, but not really a whole lot. You just kind of know that this this Revy science chick basically killed her family, I guess. That wasn't quite clear. And she wants revenge, but also to really stop her and her evil plans... But it's not, the four episodes don't really cover Revy herself, but more about this kind of crazed scientist that works with her or under her, and he's doing kind of human experimentations <laughs> with uh, giving everybody, like, psych-, psych powers. Psy powers. So that's kind of what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what did you guys think of the, think of the OVA? Uh, it's kind of short. Each episode's about 30, 40 minutes. What you got, Hickey? Birdie what? the Mighty. What you got? For, what do you think of Birdie the Mighty? It was mostly fun. Mm-hmm. That's about it. There's no redeeming. It. The, the, there's no other redeeming qualities out of it. Nah, no, nah, I agree. It's a um, Birdie. Uh, it is mostly fun. Yeah, that's yeah. that's about it. <laughs> no, but like Birdie is literally like I mean we kind of went through it when you look at. Uh, Yoshiaki Kawajiri's uh, past history as well. Um, like, he uh, he makes a lot of those uh, more before, like more before 90s 
80s and stuff like that. Stuff like, uh, for example, what's the name of Wicked City, right? Which is just yes, batshit insane, like weird action stuff. And that's that's really just what Birdie the Mighty is as well. It's uh, the uh, it's the same thing, same concept. It's mostly it's you watch it for the action, you watch it for the enjoyable action animation. There isn't so much to do with the story, but you know. So it's literally just kind of a monster of the week ish type of formula, and then some nice, nice fighting animation. It's fun. The action scenes were really, really enjoyable, and they take up a good, a good chunk of each episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't feel like I was wasting my time with the show. It just felt like, hey, I'm gonna sit down, watch Birdie the Mighty. I'm not gonna overthink things. Uh, I even watched it with a friend, and we were just joking the entire time about like. What do you think this guy's gonna do when he like well, I don't know? To, let's just say, hey Birdie, I want to take thirty minutes behind the bushes. You know, I want I want to jerk the chicken, so to say. <laughs> and and uh, <laughs> what is she I mean, gonna they do? Like it in the show, they right? did. <laughs> yeah, it's like I, I, you want you to see that, don't you? It's like I'm not. I'm not watching that as you hear. I'm not doing that shit. Uh, there's so much stupid stuff in the show. It's the same thing. It's like the fucking, uh, the like uh, water monster thing that they're fighting as well. And it's like, how do we defeat it? Oh, we need this thing. How the fuck do we get a hold of that? Where is it? Wait a minute. Isn't that just common detergent? No, no, no. That can't be. It doesn't exist in this yeah. universe. Almost anywhere. Not pretty sure that's common detergent. Yeah, look at that. It worked. <laughs> yeah, squirt, 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 squirt. <laughs> it's like, you know what? Fair yeah, and her, her response is, you have that sort of weaponry? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like, weaponry is the church. church. What are you talking about? <laughs> How do we defeat this one? Oh, we need some super fucking uh, high power voltage. You can't really find that. Um, like, there, uh, there's some high power voltage over, right over there. Like, fucking just connect her to that one. Should work. Just, just, just go to the transformer. <laughs> it's like, you know what? I, I dig it. <laughs> uh, it's dumb. Not like it. it. It's, it's very simple, dumb fun. Uh, the other jokes we were making was, uh, we were throwing out the hypotheticals because this could, this, this really could be a thing. And Birdie was kind of joking about it as well with uh, Tsutsumu, where he kind of has this weird, not so much crush. With uh, with a girl in his class, uh, she really reminds me of the uh, the main chick from City Hunter, <laughs> with the character design and personality. You know what I mean? No, don't follow me. Nah, not really. No. Uh, okay. Yeah. No. Probably because of the hair. Yeah, I mean it's the hair. It really looks similar. She kind of acted kind of similar as well to me. Anyways, so he <laughs> he uh, he's looking at his results for his um entrance exams and it's you know it's based on that pass fail system all the number you get a ticket number and you have to look to see if your your number's on the board or not and uh birdie basically controls his body to hug the girl (laughs) (laughs) and he's he's like god damn it birdie i told don't do those things my body's mine no we human contact bad (laughs) and uh of course that leads to like the 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 evil robots like stalking her out, and he goes to save her. She sees him accidentally transform into Birdie, and uh, she has questions to ask. He's like, "No, I can't. I really can't tell you that. That would be a bad idea." <laughs> it's like, "Don't don't worry about it. You didn't see a thing." So then the whole conversation started with me and a friend. We're like, "Okay, what if he starts dating this chick? Is Birdie going to be into this? Is she going to?" Uh, 
like transform out of nowhere, you know, in the in the middle of doing the deed. Uh, what if Birdie herself wants to go out and like start dating a dude? Is that like gay sex in a way for the both of them? <laughs> uh, it got a d- pretty deep conversation to it, and I got the feeling that Birdie w- w- isn't. That's not her priority in life, but she could be into it. <laughs> she could be into some kinky things, guys. I don't know. No, I mean. She is you didn't, you, like these line, thoughts didn't go through your head watching Tet- Tetsu and Birdie. <laughs> at at some point, yes. Okay, I'm see, gonna lie. yeah. See, see, Tori Hickey Hickey goes through the the same mindset. Yeah, sure. I don't fuck. I don't question it. <laughs> well, what do you think? Do you th- do you think uh, Tsutsumu might get scarred if Birdie uh, starts going the other other direction with this? Maybe takes over his body full time. She seems to just be able to go in and out, no problem. Yeah. Unless he's in a unless he's in an overly feared state. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did. They did go with that. <laughs> I don't have control. He's too scared. I mean, yeah, he's a, he's a kid. Supposed to as well, but you know, that's neither here nor there. She calls him out on that. <laughs> I she know she does. That. I know she does. That's... Stop being a little bitch. <laughs> that's one of the best things. I love when they do that in shows when it's just like, oh, let's, oh, but it's because he's afraid. Now fuck you. Get it together. <laughs> uh, Throw some testicles. Man up. And mm. run away. <laughs> yeah. Go fight that alien dude. Listen. Go. We could die, though. Nah, 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 nah. Don't worry about it. It probably won't happen. <laughs> ah, here's another question that popped up. Okay, so there's a scene where uh, fighting this, uh, I guess, super agent dude. And he breaks Birdie's arm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, they share the same body, but clearly they're... Dif- they're totally different in the cellular cellular structure, and uh, because Birdie's super strong and he's still a weak hum- human, right? Mm-hmm. So her arm's broken. Does that mean his arm is also broken when he transforms? That was that wasn't exactly clear, but they went back to the ship uh, to the uh, the Dragon Ball Z fix pod thing, <laughs> and Birdie's arm is fixed. But was his arm broken? Uh, I mean, I would assume so. There are... I don't really see how you explain that one away, but, I mean, they didn't. They kind of just neglected it. But since they had to fix it, I would assume that, uh, yeah, his arm should be broken as well. Yeah, especially I, because, I, like, he, he, he walked, like, holding the arm like it was broken. It was I like guess. he just got up and, and it was okay. No, he was, like, kind of downed. Towards the arm and, and holding it as it was broken. If he was, he wasn't feeling pain, so uh, that's the thing. But I guess it was broken. I guess, but but here's the thing. So Birdie and him go through different like fighting sequences, and she gets really tired or beaten up of some kind. Mm-hmm. He does not, in turn, also feel the. He doesn't feel the same pain, and his body isn't tired. It would. It's just birdies. So that that part, I was I was really curious on if they would address it. Uh, uh, it se- It seems to me that they're completely separate. They just share the same structure that they can just transform in and out of. Because yes, he was holding the arm after birdies was broken, but I kind of chalked that down to birdie was still feeling the pain, so she was kind of over-controlled. Because if you're in the high emotional state, she controlled holding the arm part of uh, part of the two. Does that make sense? 
It does. It does. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So, uh, one of the funniest scenes was definitely when uh, he was in the tub, just chilling, and uh, Dad walks in and show it shows Birdie <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> out there because there was the uh, that was right before the um, the slime monster thing uh, that really reminded me of the creature from the thing, mm-hmm. the movie. Yeah. You guys have seen the thing, right? I haven't seen it, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, me, me neither, but I know. Okay, the 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 alien that assimilated with the dog, and it kind of created this wild slime creature that had four dog head kind of deals. Mm. Yeah, that's that's what we had here. But yeah, the dad walks in, and he's just kind of going, "Hey, we have a guest." And they're like, "What the fuck is he talking about?" I'm telling you, there's a hot naked chick in there, <laughs> and then he, then, then Suitsumu just runs out naked. <laughs> He's like, you didn't see anything. <laughs> uh, yeah, she goes out wearing the 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 older sister clothes as well. He's like, oh, that was so funny. Much, why there's so <laughs> much ice cream stains in my clothes? And he's like, well, I I gotta go. He's like, I'm Before just gonna. Before they assume I have some weird hobbies, I gotta. Well, I gotta move oh my on. god! So that's the thing. The dad always addresses his son as he's a weird, weird fucker, and then the mom. So, uh, he's like, when he when he first happens, he's screaming to myself or to screaming to himself, uh, to Birdie inside of there. <laughs> the mother, father, and uh, sister are downstairs, and the, and he he goes, "You think our son's okay?" She's like, "No, ignore it." Ignore that he's crazy. And the sister's like, yeah, he's probably crazy. <laughs> and then it's addressed at the dinner table. And she's like, no, how was school today? Did you pass your exam? <laughs> and that came up during the, because uh, I, I was questioning. It's like, so uh, Birdie is borrowing the sister's clothes to kind of go out and kind of find herself. And uh, think about it. They're kind of having a one-on-one. And I'm thinking like, oh, my God. So the sister's like going to catch him, right? Or they're going to address the clothes being missing. And... Uh, of course, the father immediately goes, "Do you think our son is into, uh, you know, dressing up as a woman? <laughs> dressing up as a woman?" And the mother just goes, "No, I refuse to believe our son is crazy." <laughs> uh, so uh, it's funny how the 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 show in these four episodes kind of weirdly addresses all these weird questions you ask. Kinda, man. Again, yeah. he likes. I found that I found that surprising. <laughs> uh, the director likes weird stuff like that, and it's like. He is definitely all about the entertainment factor in, in those shows. And it's like, ah, yes. does it make sense story-wise or from a plot progression? Nah, but fuck that. Who gives a shit? <laughs> I think that's yeah, probably like, the first do, time. Is this information yeah. truly needed? No, but uh, we're going to give it to no, you anyways, no, but I think funsies. I think Birdie the Mighty is probably, <laughs> may if not the first time, it's definitely one of the few times where he actually directly addresses a lot of these things. A lot of the older movies like that, they kind of just leave it up in the air. For dumb reasons, yes. but now it's like this time around they were they pretty much just you know what fuck it let's actually just go for it let's just see what happens. <laughs> uh, animation wise, I thought it was very well done for nineteen ninety six. Oh yeah, all the fight scenes were heavily animated. Uh, they were filled with action, explosions everywhere. The chore- the choreography of the actual fighting was really cool. Um, I found it interesting that uh, the robots, she would frequently, like, kick off their body parts and everything, mm. but this took a couple times before I finally noticed what was actually happening, because I was like, didn't she destroy that robot? But their wires are tethered like rock'em sock'em robots, where they can just kind of 
tether themselves their heads back on because the wires are still connected. Mm. I thought that was really cool, uh, and that came up uh, in a lot of the more frequent fights near the, uh, the in the last two episodes, where she would ki- she would kick them and destroy their uh, arms and legs and heads, but then they'd just put themselves back together as she's fighting two or three other robots. I thought that was cool. There was uh, you could actually physically see them picking their head back up and then tethers right back in and they go back into the fight. That's that's really cool. I like that. Yeah. It seemed it seemed like the director kind of really knew what to focus on after say Midnight Eye Goku. <laughs> <laughs> and 10 years later of technology to help him out. <laughs> uh why are you giving me this? Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, did you? What did we think of the interaction between Birdie and Susumu? Just kind of how they talk to each other. Oh shit! Uh, no, Nikki. N- normal. It seemed pretty casual, right? To, 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 to the to the extent of the situation they were in, uh, normal. <laughs> but then again, it's only four episodes. Mostly, is focused on the 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 fights and the the overall plot. There's not a lot of room for them to develop the relationship of uh, between each other. So yeah, yeah. Maybe with the animus series, it's it's more interesting, but. I think it's yeah, more that's... serious in the. Uh, I think they tried to explore it more seriously, but now um, I do. Um, I do find it a little. There is some interesting tidbits there, and I like. It's a little bit, especially right away. He's obviously kind of uh, worried about Birdie. Like it's kind of like, what the fuck does she want? Type type deal, you know. As yeah. as one as one would obviously have happen, you know. It's like you somebody kills you, and then they merge with your body. It's, I'd also be a little bit like. Yo, what the fuck? <laughs> what well, do you I like, want from me? His, the thing is, his reactions. I mean, yes, there was some over, you know, over the over anime reaction tropes that we, you know, have grown accustomed to. But I felt like Tets, uh, Tsutsumu. I keep wanting to call him uh, Tetsu, Tetsu, <laughs> Tetsuya or something. Uh, Tsutsumu kind of reacted the way a middle school kid would react in the city. He kind of freaks out a few times at first, and then he slowly just grows accustomed to, yeah, this is my life now. <laughs> uh, you know, he, he gets mad at her kind of taking over his body without permission kind of deal. Mm. Uh, he he doesn't want to get caught in this war. He's like, why me situation? But then quickly just real. Uh, I thought they could have addressed the memory situation better because, yeah. because, uh, because they're now cellular. Uh, what was the word? They're together on the cellular level, and they do address, like, hey, those are Birdie's memories, now you know. But yet, he's not... It, it's fragmented, because he wasn't actually there. Mm. He's like, hey, uh, what did this woman do to you? Why did... You know, he sees all these scenes and everything. I, I really felt like they missed they missed a, a huge key element of them actually sharing the memories and addressing that kind of quicker and in the moment, rather than this is just something that happens and uh, we're just going to have to fill in the gaps uh, ourselves because there just isn't enough time to do that. Uh, maybe just even a minute of addressing it would have would have made a load of difference to just because they end up getting along pretty well and knowing each other and uh, working with each other rather than against. 
yeah, I think there's a lot of stuff that they obviously should do more with, but again, I just chalk it up to, like, it's a four-episode OVA. I know what the director is like. I know what his stories sure. are usually like. It's like, I don't... I, if I'm going to be entirely honest about it, I don't even think he bothered. <laughs> he was probably just like, we could explain that. <laughs> so, uh, Birdie is quite the character design. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of the, uh, the half-white, half-red hair situation going on. It's really cool. Uh, this really... <laughs> Her entire design really is just half and half. Those like half red, half uh, white hair, half white, half blue suit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one 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 white, one white uh, boot. The other yeah. blue. The white one goes like halfway up the thigh. The blue one is just below the knee. <laughs> mm. oh, I really nineties. I yeah. really liked uh, how uh, they had this uh, the the alien wristband thing. Uh, and that that uh, it's almost like you're saving the clothes in your in your bot in your uh your virtual box, right? Because then when they change, the clothes change with them. So going back to that scene where uh, Birdie was naked in the tub and she just leaps out naked, leaps out into the uh, uh, public naked, <laughs> and Tsutsumu goes, "Dude, put on some clothes!" And it just zoop on, and I was like, "Oh, okay, that works." <laughs> and then he never addresses it again. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you address it. You know, words words weren't needed. It was it was good. It's like, oh, this is how this works. <laughs> so he he discovered it the first time. And we just go, okay, that's cool. Yeah, because because then when um, any time in the future, you could just go in and out of the clothes. I was like, oh, that's cool. That's a nice little technology. That's midnight eye Goku technology right there with this fancy Google Glass. <laughs> uh, you don't need to be wearing clothes. You just need to project them on your body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all it's all in the mind thing. It's all in the head. Uh last fight scene. Uh with all the telekinetic powers and the uh science experiment dude and and the uh I, So the way that the characters the enemies um the main enemy issue was the scientist was enlarging the brain. Uh, specifically the the one that triggers attacking and, and force. Uh, the first fight scene entails uh, a human experiment gone wrong kind of situation. He's he's just threw this person out into the uh, into the wild essentially, and Birdie and this car- this uh, this enemy have a pretty awesome fight. You know, on on buildings to find gravity, and that's when you discover oh they have psych powers on low levels. Okay. <laughs> Kind of wish I that would have that was addressed earlier, but this is what it is now. But that also makes sense in uh, retrospect to wh- how she was so powerful mm. when seemingly she doesn't have any powers, but that's the power itself. So in the universe, low level psych powers are a thing. the f- the The final fight scene is this dude has now made himself that, and uh, it's it's a lot of awesome psych powers, uh, telekinesis, and throwing. Uh, just huge things at Birdie, and Birdie's like, "Oh my God, uh, we have no chance." No, you do, Birdie. <laughs> she overcomes, and he kind of f- goes through the whole freakout period where he can't control the power anymore, and that was one of the big uh, downsides of the human experiment gone wrong situation. Uh, really cool stuff. Uh, it was just very much sit down, kind of turn your brain off, have fun over all the the technology differences and the sci-fi aspect of the show in general. 
I really yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah, absolutely. Again, it is. Uh, it's one of those OVAs that it just it knows what it is. It's not absolutely. Uh, if you like again, like it's the same. I uh, I also recommended it in one of my recommendation videos, and it's the same thing I said there. It's like if you're looking for some like grand story, fantastic characters, like really well built up. This that <laughs> this is not the one. This is the mm. exact opposite of that. However, if you are just like fucking, I don't know, going to bed, need something, wanting some action, something, I don't know, like late night, you're just craving some fight scenes, some well animated fight scenes, want to put something on, put on an episode of uh, of That's One Birdie. It's good fun. Yes, it has a score of seven point one two on Mal. Yeah, and which is a lot have... considering what my, what most of uh, most of the directors others other show sets. <laughs> yes, very true. Now the um, there was a TV show made of the story of Birdie and the Mighty called Birdie the Mighty Decode, which came out in two thousand eight, and there was even a sequel to it. So the TV mm. show ran thirteen episodes. There was a sequel OVA that was just one episode. Uh, oh, there's even more. Yeah, there are multiple sequels. Uh, OVAs. There's a bunch. Oh, and then there's another 12-episode series in 2009. Mm. So I beg the question then, I wonder how... I I, I wonder if it's still the same story, or did they expand upon it and kind of tweak some things uh, to make a TV show out of it? I'm very curious. It's it's definitely a show I'm interested in, in checking out because I enjoyed this OVA so much. How did it, how did they expand certain things? What did they address? What didn't they address? Uh, it has a 747 on Mal with uh, quite a lot of people that watched it. So it seems to be fairly well received. At least it seems that way. It's by A1 Pictures, so it should be okay, I guess, right? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Like, uh, um, I know yeah, people... Most likely. Yeah, I know people like it. Also, I just... Uh... I didn't realize this. Uh, hold on, let me double check before I say it. But yeah, uh, the guy who made the manga for uh, Birdie the Mighty also made the the manga series for the uh, the Pat Labor series. Yes, that's interesting. Yeah, cool little cool little facts there. Yeah, explain some of the humor. <laughs> it does explain a lot of the humor, actually. <laughs> yep. It's very, it's very much my thing because I, I, I'm a big Pat Labor fan. I have uh, basically the entire show on on Blu-ray, basically, uh, DVD for the older ones. So I'm ready to score it. It's not much else. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of said my piece. Yeah, I, I don't think there's really that much to say about it in the end. It's kind of just, yeah, it's fun. You either like it. Or I, 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 I would definitely be interested in the TV show just from the continuation of the. Uh, evil scientist lady Revy and how they go after her. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I do have my interest peaked to watch more. I did only give the show a 6 out of 10 uh, rating, uh, but don't that that's one of my just kind of lower end. It's an OVA. Turn, turn, like, it didn't blow me away. I have seen better action OVAs out there for sure. Uh, so this 6 out of 10 is kind of, especially from what we reviewed recently, <laughs> this is a good score. <laughs> mm, yeah. Now, I, uh, again, I watched this a while ago. Uh, I think I might have talked about it on the podcast. I'm not entirely sure. I think you have. Uh, yeah, I think I did. I think I probably briefly mentioned it. Again, wasn't really much to cover, so. But, uh, yeah, no, I enjoyed it. I give it a seven. 
Still have fun. There you go. Hickey, how about yourself? I gave. I also gave it a six. Uh, the first episode was my favorite episode. I think it encapsulates well uh, the idea behind the OVA. Then it just goes not not downhill in a in a steep pace, but just you know goes down a little bit and stabilizes. In a good pace. It's fun. It's nothing special. But then again, it it's not what you're looking at when you go, you know, out of your way to watch Buddy the Mighty. It's right. it's a fun show. Definitely definitely recommend. But it's not something that it, that will change your life. What are no, you talking I, I, about? I think that in, uh, pretty much says a lot by the scores we gave it. We all liked it, but it's not going to blow you away. Yeah. Again, like I said, you don't you don't go out of your way to watch this one. It's literally a case of like, ah, fuck it, catching an episode before bed. What what do I watch? I'm looking. I'm craving some action. Sure, fuck it. Put on an episode of Birdie. Yeah, I, th- I think I think that's totally acceptable. Not every show needs needs to shoot for a nine out of ten situation. <laughs> Uh, but speaking speaking of highly touted anime, our next episode for number 85 is our continuation of Touch, episodes 55 through 77. Uh, it's part three of Touch, so definitely uh, catch up on our reviews of the previous um, parts of the series. Uh, go back to episode 80 uh, for part two, and then way back on episode 52 for part one. Uh, of touch so i'm very much looking forward to this it uh it's a continuation after the big uh baseball tournament um with our main character uh i'm very much looking forward to more and then after that is uh more attack number one (laughs) yay more bullying of little girls and hurting them permanently by playing volleyball (laughs) i love attack number one (laughs) so Two, uh, two fun episodes coming up, our continuation series uh, shows, and then uh, we'll go from there as we uh, on our way to episode 90 to finish out the year. Guys, this was fun. This was episode 84 of the Red Leaf Future Cast. See you next time. Peace. Goodbye.